Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm, and today is Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Hope everybody's having a great year so far. We are plugging right along. This is a very, very special episode, guys. I'm so excited about it. You might recognize his name because I had him back on the show in July 2019. Needless to say, a lot has happened for him. I'm so excited to welcome my man, James Fisher, a.k.a. Align, back on the show. Like I said, James was on back in July of 2019. So much has happened for him, his brand, his music, and I wanted to get him back on to see what he's been up to and what he's got cooking for the future. In episode 148, we discussed James' 2020 thoughts. Align was on his way to have one of the biggest years ever. 2020 was going to have a tour, his first solo headline show, and so much more. Fortunately, he never lost his spirit and continued to produce and push the envelope to grow his brand. Now, when I had him on the show in 2019, we already had a ton of music to talk about that he already released. This time around, we had even more to talk about, and Align has been on a release terror. We ran through all of his tracks since he had him on the show, including tracks like Second Thoughts with Becca Kruger, Reflections with Jenny Potts, It Goes in Waves with Enzo and Bluka, and so much more. We went deep and discussed where he was at creatively and inspirationally when he was making some of these songs. I love talking to Align about his music making process. This is someone that's always trying to get better and better and learn more about the ins and outs of music production. Also had a great conversation with James on new music and his future plans. I was lucky enough to hear some of his unreleased music before our interview, dot dot dot. He's leveling up y'all and it's some of his best music yet. James has an extremely optimistic outlook on the current state of the industry and is hopeful he can play some shows for us all very soon. You know I'm gonna be front row, my man. With millions of streams to his name and an ever-growing following of dedicated fans, there's no doubt that the future is very bright for a line. He also just released a new track today called On The Edge. Ladies and gentlemen, he snapped. Once again, no surprises, go check this one out. Thanks for coming on, my friend. I always have so much fun chatting with you. Guys, let's get into this interview right now so you can hear our conversation for yourself. This is episode 148 with a line. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited because I have my dear friend on the show again, James Fisher, a.k.a. Line. James, I got to tell you before you even say anything, I listened to our interview again today, mm-hmm. the last time you were on. Came out on July 23rd, 2019. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. No. And I feel like I've known you for so much longer. Yeah, it feels, it wasn't that long ago. It feels like a long time ago, though. It does feel like a long time ago. And you know what? When I listened to it today and I listened to the questions I asked, how you answered them, and just like hearing us get along was so funny for me because since then we've hung out so much. We've shared the stage together. Yeah. Like you've grown so much as an artist. Obviously we're here and probably double the setup 
than we yeah. were last time Lower around the yeah, like, kitchen cool. table. Yeah. Yeah. But it's exciting, man. Yeah, it's awesome. It it's was cool a, it to was, see the girl from yeah. sides. Dude, absolutely. It's been so much fun. I know you're a Chicago guy. Let me ask you this too. I'm am I a Chicago guy yet? Because I've lived here for six years, and I heard six years is like you can say you're a Chicago guy. You're a Chicago guy. I you you were a Chicago guy even when you admitted that you're an Indiana guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Chicago guy. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm really trying to earn my stripes here. Does, I mean, dude, you live in the city. You're a Chicago guy. That's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that, man. Indiana, Midwest, you're super close anyway. So That's I'll, true. I'll consider that yeah, just a stone's throw away. Yeah, exactly. Love it, man. But it really is exciting to have you back on. Thank we have so much me. to catch up on since you've last been on the show. Yeah. I uh, wanted to start off by asking you, obviously, we're here in 2021 now. Thank God it's February. Yeah. January is already traditionally the worst month of the year. Yeah. But 2020 was something else. Mm. How was it for you, man? <laughs> Honestly, uh, well, for both of us, 2020 yeah. started out pretty nicely. Really, really nicely. Um, the first show I got in Chicago was at Aragon. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I take that back. The first show I got was with you um, at Concord. Oh, right before. Right before, all, right before Aragon, right before everything. Gorgon City. Down. Yeah, so we had Gorgon City. Oh, man. Um, that was a great show. Yeah, yeah, it was a great show. We had Gorgon City. Um, at Concord, like very end of December, mm-hmm. and then we had um, then I like a about a month later, maybe a little bit less. I played at Aragon, which was a huge bucket list goal for yep. me. I think just like anyone DJing or making music has Aragon on their list. That was like the first oh, venue, absolutely, that I had seen like a big show in Chicago. Yeah, and um, it's the biggest venue in Chicago. Yeah, music venue. Yeah. Aside from the Uptown Theater, which is uh, not in... Uh, is that closed, though? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. But they're trying to... Anyway, they're trying to renovate it. But yeah, um, anyway, yeah started, started 2020 nicely. Uh, played Gorgon City at Concord with you. A um, month later, played Aragon. Flew out to Arizona to play a show. Yeah. Um, was booked to fly out to Salt Lake City to play a show mm. uh, mid-March. Had a couple other good things going that we had been gunning for for a while. Headline show. Headline show was, was booked. Was already announced, yeah. Was yep. booked and announced for May. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, you know, hit the <laughs> hit the news that everybody else hit with the, the coronavirus. But yeah. honestly, with as... as um, as odd as 2020 was, I I felt like I really enjoyed it for how much downtime we got. And yeah. I always wanted a little bit more time to work on music, and I felt like, we're, we've been talking about this too, like having a job also. On yeah, your day job, man. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and then anytime you have a show, you're prepping for a show and things like that. I felt like I was really able to spend a lot of time working on music and actually getting music started and finished and wrapped up and packaged you released a lot in 2020 yeah a decent amount definitely not as much as i think i wanted to but during 2020 i wrote a lot which will start you know coming out now and Mm -hmm. i have even more that i've like started that's getting ready to to get going so i feel like i really got time to just sit down and work on stuff yeah something that i've been like hoping to do for a long time and just like trying to cut out time to 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 actually work on music i love that mindset um, you know, it was shitty. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Certain parts of 2020, but I think there were there were nice parts of it with all that downtime and yeah. actually being able to produce and just focus on stuff like that. So. Well, 
like I said, I listened to our interview again today, and you started as a producer first. Yeah. Do you feel like you kind of had that nostalgic feeling, knowing that I'm making music, there's no shows, I'm just trying to enjoy this process? Did you feel like you got back to the basics a little bit in the studio? Uh, yeah, maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe a little bit of that feeling that I had at the beginning when there was like, I didn't even have a show to get potentially booked on. Exactly. Like, exactly. You would just get look. You would look at flyers and stuff and be like, "Damn, I, that would be cool." Like, <laughs> I wish I could play on. It. But now, like now, I look on a flyer and it's like, I'm talking to my manager. I'm like, "Yo, they don't have openers. So we gotta hop on." Like, you know, <laughs> like there's stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I feel like this definitely. I would say this was like a little bit back to the basics of like, I just have some time to like. Like you, it's like clearing your schedule of, of something that you don't even have to worry about anymore. Yeah, so absolutely. Having a little bit of that was, I think, necessary, and a little bit of a pause was kind of nice in a lot of ways. That's good. So. And can we give a shout-out to the lovely Kira as well, a new lady in your <laughs> life? Hello, Kira. Hello, I'm, Kira. I don't know if I'm embarrassing James or you more right now. Probably her <laughs> at this point, yeah. But She's going to watch this and be embarrassed by it. That's so. okay. She better watch this. Yeah. She better support her boyfriend. <laughs> she will, yeah. She will. Hi, Kira. Well, I can honestly say, man, you're you're uh, in a really good place just for like from a friend's perspective. You know what I mean? Like seeing you still be productive and release music, and I know you're so you're focused on your day job as well. Yeah, thank you, man. I think you're gonna come out of this on top, thank and you. I think it's important to also understand that there's two sides to every story, right? I know there's a lot of artists out there that have struggled a lot. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? For a lot of firsthand stories and seeing people kind of close up shop too. Yeah, which is sad seen uh <clears throat> multiple instagram posts of of uh different artists saying they're they're done now yeah they, they might try a new project but they're they're stopping for now and that wouldn't have happened had 2020 not gone down the road that it went down but mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's just uh everyone has their reasons for doing things like that but for me i felt like it was a particular opportunity that i realized i might not get and yeah at least at the beginning of 2020 when this all was happening in March, mm-hmm. there was no, like, like it, it kept being like a moving target of it might be done in, in three weeks. It might be done in two Oh months. my gosh. So then I was like, I didn't think we'd be here. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but, it, but at the beginning I felt like there was times when this might just be like poof gone in yep. like a month. So yep. I was like, looking at that as like I gotta write music because this is like you know the bar is gonna open up the clubs are gonna open up yeah I'm gonna be either playing a show or like going out with my friends yeah to drink enjoying life like yeah and those are all the things that get in the way of like actually being productive and creative always I think at least for me yeah um so I I I think it was shitty for a lot of people and it was definitely shitty in certain ways for me too yeah um but uh I I felt like it was an opportunity to kind of jump on to just get stuff ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's yeah. kind of what I meant by like, it's, it's inspiring seeing someone like you who has had so many awesome shows and was like you said, I mean, damn near going on a tour, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had yeah. a lot of big things lined up, yeah. really building your name up here. And it's so hard in our business that unfortunately, I don't even know if unfortunately is the right world, right word. It's an entertainment business we're in, right? Like, the music industry is an entertainment industry. Yeah. And a large majority of the revenue that is built is on shows. Yeah. So, sometimes the music gets lost in that, unfortunately. For sure. When so much of this is the door-to-door sale, the branding, the logo, 
yeah. the content, the music, of course, too. Yeah. Everything. Certain and now it's get, just the music. Yeah, I was going to say, certain things get lost when there's like a big production involved mm-hmm. or like people in certain slots for certain reasons. Um, yeah. You know, they can pull a lot of tickets or they can really throw down. Or they've known the promoter for 20 years. Or that, yeah. There's <laughs> plenty of that everywhere. Um, there's lots of different <clears throat> reasons, people, yeah. But uh, finally getting back to, like like you were saying earlier, kind of like the basics has, has been, I have felt, like, pretty refreshing. And there was, I will say, I, at the beginning, like, in March, I had a lot of things on my list that I wanted to do. Yeah. And, like, I had, I wanted to knock out a couple remixes. I had some original music I wanted to work on. I, there was, and I had a lot of different ideas that I wanted to try. Yeah. That I just had never gotten around to. Like, I wanted to use less samples and like use more of my own I wanted to play guitar in my own tracks and yeah. stuff like that and then I finally got a chance like alright I'm gonna fucking buy a guitar and like <laughs> record it and actually do this that's awesome just, like, thinking about it like little things like that I just think like it did give a lot of like space to do things like that and but yeah I mean don't get me wrong I've I've missed going to shows yeah and of course out. I miss like seeing my friends and stuff too but yeah. uh, um, there, there were definitely some positives out of it yeah, for sure. I think we kind of have to take that mindset to a yeah. certain extent. I mean, at this point, for sure. Yeah, so. definitely, man. But Otherwise, drive yourself nuts. Yeah, definitely. So, July 23rd, 2019 is when we last had you on. Episode 68, dude. Yeah. This is episode, I think, 148. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes when I say the number out loud, I, like, shock myself a over, little bit. Yeah, over double Fucking that. churning episodes out, yeah. bro. But I'm yeah, having a great time are. doing it. Yeah. Having talented people like you on is, is what it's all about for me. But I went through all your music since you've been on the show. Yeah. And, God, I just, I love your fucking music, <laughs> dude. And I'm not just saying that to toot your horn. I'm not just saying that to boost the stats. Like and comment and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But everyone hit the button. Everyone hit that <laughs> smash that subscribe button. I am supposed to say that to get YouTube to actually get involved in the algorithm, but that's, yeah. that's another time. Right. So when I when I had you on, you had just released your Intertwine EP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right before our interview, and you rounded out the year uh, with a summer edit of "I'll Get There." Mm-hmm. And if you remember, you're about to play North Coast too. Yeah. I was about to play North. Coast. That was a special time for you, dude. Yeah. I feel was- like I kind of got you like right. Like, you were doing really well, getting awesome shows, had a lot of success, Concord, The Mid, all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, right after you popped. That was a definitely, like, a, a special, I I love that, that summer of 2019 was, like, a fun summer mm-hmm. for music. You for were me, crushing I it. Say. Um, yeah, I put out Intertwine, that holy P. Um, awesome. Yeah, thank you. And then, right before, or right after that interview... I think I like, I I I remember, I couldn't announce something. I don't remember if it was something about North Coast or it was uh, or it was the Concord. This show. is how I knew we were gonna be friends because we of- kept making this stupid ass joke <laughs> about not being able to reveal your set time at North Coast. Oh, but, you, yeah, but you said it was, was in the early afternoon. Yeah, yeah. After like two, but before five. Three o'clock <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. You know what? I I think I remember there being something in the contract of like you can't. <laughs> You can't yeah. like po- you can't like let your set time yep. come out beforehand. Yep, it's so true. Which I don't know why. Like, then all my friends, and then you have to individually text all of your friends, or that everyone you have to respond to every text of what time are you on. Oh, like, don't you hate that? It can't be posted anywhere because what I want. What time you on? What time yeah, you on? What time you on? And I don't want to like ignore anyone because they're being very nice and they're coming, coming to, to the support show. me. Yeah. yeah. 
But then it's like a bunch of people that I'm trying to make sure I like, uh, 315, 315, 315. <laughs> like, I hate that. But like, you can't be like, hey, everybody. I did like, I think put some stories up at some point. But yeah. Anyway, long story short, I was booked for North Coast. I was, um, I think I had just played or was about to play with Autograph and Blau. Yep. At Concord. Good memory. So that was a solid show. I had North Coast like a few weeks after that. And then North Coast weekend, I played North Coast main stage on day one. And then day two after show with Gorgon City at House of Blues. House of Blues, people. Sick. One of the most legendary venues in Chicago. Walked by it on my way here. You told me about that show, how sick it was, like the artist experience there. Like Concord is obviously special because like... Yeah, Concord's great. Everything about it. But you said... House of Blues was like a rock and roll feel like you hadn't experienced before. Yeah, I, I, something about House of Blues, like, um, just that name being like, like you can tell any of your parents' friends, like, (laughs) House of Blues, and it like rings a bell. That is so true. And like, if you say like, oh, the Concord or the, or like, even Aragon. Chop Shop, Aragon, even sometimes, um, like, and, like, Concord is honestly probably one of my favorite places to play in the city. It is my favorite But, like, if I tell, like, my mom's friends about it or something like that, <laughs> hypothetically, like, they'd be oh, like, oh, James, very nice. Okay, cool. Like, they don't know if that's, like, if that's, like, some guy's basement or if it's, like, a 1,500-person <laughs> venue. And, uh, like, for me, it's so cool because it's a good mid-sized venue yeah. of Concord. But something about House of Blues was just, like, the name recognition of it, um, Gorgon City. Yeah, Gorgon City. It was the like stage, you know, it's dude. Tall. It's like three stories up. So that crowd like was looking packed up too. And, yeah, it was like sold out that night. Or like, I think it was like five tickets away from being sold out. It's it awesome. It was like a couple tickets away, mm-hmm. and um, it was just a very unexpected show. I knew I was booked for it. I knew I was the first opener, so I kind of thought I'd be opening up like an empty floor, and I just got really lucky with like a packed crowd. That's awesome, though. Um, so yeah, I got like you know, a bunch of larger shows, you know, because Autograph was in Blau. They, they sold that show out. Of course. Um, North Coast was great at the main stage, and then House of Blues was sold out or just about. So, like, those were some good boosts I felt like I had. And, like, right around that time, why, why I'm reminiscing on that summer of 2019 was, like, right after that, I think, um, my song got picked up in the Brain Food Spotify playlist, yep. which it's still in somehow. I hope no one from Spotify t- hears this and Dude. takes it out. <laughs> but um, Which track is that again? Embrace, right? Uh, yeah, Embrace. The, I don't have to tell you that. Track. You realize, it's funny because the first question I asked you when I interviewed you last was, have any of your tracks hit a million plays? <laughs> and yeah. you go, you go collectively, yeah, yeah. not one track. And it, now yeah. we're sitting at like 3.8 million on Embrace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really wild. I feel, I mean, I like, I feel very, very lucky that that happened because I know a lot of people pitch to the Spotify editors and go through all these different ways of trying to get picked oh up my for gosh, that. Yeah, and it's it's a, a crapshoot to try to get in that. So true. I feel lucky for that, and um, yeah, three point. It's like. 3.79 million or something like that Dude, right that now. that is incredible. So, yeah, that one has done really well. And then um, with that doing so well, it's helped like my whole back catalog really bump up in, in numbers right now. So That's awesome. That, that was like the beginning of a lot of that stuff um, that summer. And that mm-hmm. was like a really nice time. I felt like it was just like 
the beginning of a lot of things that have like come to fruition for me right now. Exactly, so, man. You had so much momentum. But again, very lucky. I think a lot of that has, you know, I, a lot of those things are, there's no rhyme or reason for that. It just like worked out really, really nicely. So. Well, I think good music always finds a way and we can ride that coat yeah, too. How about thank that? You. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> I'm here to toot your own by the way again. Hey, thanks, man. Love it though, man. And then, so we go into 2020. Your first release, Second Thoughts, with Becker Kruger. Mm-hmm. Did I yeah. say your last name right? Yep. Yeah. Now this one, when I look back at everything else you'd released before, mm-hmm. right? This is a very mature sound. Great energy, not to mention some awesome vocals, incredible songwriting. How did this one come together with Becca? Because I know just knowing how production works, especially for someone of your level mm-hmm. make songs sometimes six months to a year before they actually release them yeah when did this one come together <laughs> this is probably a bad example not fast um yeah. <laughs> that uh that song originally yeah. uh-huh. was a remix for a different song oh, my and gosh. that's how that i built so um before nick bush and i started working together my manager mm-hmm. he was shout out nick he's the man yeah he is the man um he was throwing me some opportunities every now and then and be like, you want to try remixing this? And yeah, you sure. Try? So he gave me a folder of songs to try remixing and he was like, remix a song and then um, send, we'll, we'll like get it mastered and then send it to the guy, the, yeah. of the manager of the artist and then hopefully it will go official. And I was like, all right, sick. And I did this remix. I thought it sounded really well. And um, it sounded really good, and they denied it. So I just put it up on SoundCloud for free. Mm-hmm. Then later, like 2020 or 2019, I guess I like pulled that down, and I was like, I w- this song, like I want it to be on Spotify and like actually get get some like because it's great. Yeah, I always liked it, and thank you. I but I always liked that song. I just felt like it had like good energy, and um, yeah, I just felt like it's kind of like a sin for this to just sit on SoundCloud because I know so many people don't use SoundCloud. Like, we yeah. should put it on Spotify and Apple Music where I can actually allow people to listen. to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So I took it back, stripped the vocals, and redid a lot of the song. And like, I had worked on it probably a year and a half prior to that. So <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll fix all this stuff that was like dirty and yeah. muddy and stuff. So I pretty much redid the whole song, <laughs> but it was the skeleton and structure were essentially there. Okay. Um, and then I just made it like, you know, I added some new tweaks to it that I'd picked up along the way since I'd first started it. There you go. And yeah, that was about it. So you got that opportunity to actually go back, which is what yeah. virtually no producer yeah. He's able to do what virtually every producer wants, wants to, do. to do. Yeah, yeah. and I, I can name like three of my tracks off the top of my head right now that I would love to do that for. <laughs> there are three of my tracks. One of them, I, I'm just not even going to say it. To, to, I don't want to ruin it for people. But like one of my tracks is at half a million plays. Oh. And I think it's like some of my muddiest, dirtiest work. <laughs> it's, very, it's catchy. It's like light and catchy yeah. and stuff. But like right. production-wise, it's terrible. Like I was listening to the other day, listening to it the other day, and I was like, "This is, what was I thinking?" Like, You're always gonna be your harshest critic, though. Yeah, but <laughs> there's like a threshold of like, okay, come on, <laughs> <laughs> that is like unacceptable. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I mean, I would love to. So, but long story. Again, yeah. To have that opportunity to pull something back. Yeah. And then like rework it and like, okay, I have a good idea here. How do I clean this up and like really sharpen this? And of course, there's still things I'd change about that song today. Yeah, of course. The newer, like the Becca version. 
but um, we pitch it to Becca, and yeah. she like like first or second take laid like really 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 good. Oh, that's the, the best. And it was like it was just golden. I barely had to do anything to those. I just like processed them a little bit and put some effects on them, and it, we were like good to go. And then chipped that out, pitched it to Loli. That was my first time pitching to Loli Palace, who mm-hmm. does like Chill Nation and Trap Nation and all that. Yeah. And that that kind of started that train. So there you go. That was a good start to twenty twenty. Also, I yeah. think I was very fortunate to like have a good beginning of 2020 with some big shows and then the first like release that I did after all of that was um uh a label release with Loli and I'd wanted to release with Loli for a while so it just that worked out very well yeah so absolutely. I guess that's why I'm kind of jaded in like a positive way of like oh 2020 wasn't that bad because I had like a lot of like yeah uh, you know good things behind the scenes happening so well that's huge though man so yeah celebrate the wins yeah. big yeah. and small yeah, right I love that track Thank you, man. For the record. Thank you. So you followed up with another beautiful track to really kick off the summer, Desires. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like this one. The composition is pretty incredible. I mean, you got some really unique chord progression, and I know how much you love your chords. Yeah. And layering your chords and EQing your... Like, this guy is (laughs) the king of chords. Uh, Yeah, king of chords. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's the whiskey. Makers 47. Try some today. King of chords. <laughs> the king of chords. I like that. But this one really, like, you really showcased, I would say, again, like, your maturity, your growth as a production, like, aficionado. You know what I mean? But this vocal, where did this vocal come from? Yeah. Uh, uh, Splice? Probably, probably not that exciting. Yeah, Splice. Splice well, is good. For, for anybody out there that doesn't know what Splice is, it's a big sound library that pretty much every producer subscribes to. And uh, yeah, it's got a lot of cool little little samples of like drums and claps and kicks and yep. all that stuff. And then also vocals. There's some very talented vocalists that put up their vocals for yeah, free. Yeah, absolutely. Splice. I Ro- say no shame in that free. shit, by the way. Yeah. I, the thing about that is that you have free reign to do what you want with that vocal. Yep. And you don't have, you're not, cause you're not collaborating with the person. I just right. pull this out of a library and I'm throwing it in my track and I can chop it. I could pitch it up and make it sound totally different. I could use little pieces of it, mm-hmm. but I'm not collaborating with the girl that's on the other side of that vocal. Right. She put that up for she everybody got paid to out. use. Right. Issue being anyone can use that, that sample. Yeah. And, um, was it all I want is you? I think is in that one. Yeah, and anyone can have that in their song. Right. So it it does take some originality out of your song. I would say sometimes. Certainly. But that being said, I really like working with that because I just like that mentally for me that free reign of like I can do what I want with this mm-hmm. is really nice. So yeah, I found that on Splice. Not that exciting, unfortunately. I wish I could say I found that on like some cool like underground youtube channel and ripped it or something and like put it into my song but yeah, yeah it's just a it's just a good that's okay sample. you made it work though yeah and you did make it unique yeah, i haven't heard that before and there are definitely some some splice songs or some splice lyrics that i'll hear like oh, in yeah. a release a year ago and oh, then yeah. like yesterday and i'm like i know where you got that yeah there's plenty of them there's and uh, I, I i do think that a lot of times it's mainly producers that notice that stuff or people absolutely that are like very dude. I don't think we most, are the only people that notice yeah. that shit so that makes me feel a little bit better because, yeah <laughs> um, that sample is really put in there I feel like to be like relatable mm-hmm. like it's like a relatable like sound and texture out of her voice yep also all I want is you the reason I put that in there is because I felt like that could apply to like anything you can be 
a person, a thing, a place. Like I, I thought that was like, this is so vague that, but it's not so vague that like you can't relate with it, but yep. it's vague enough that it's relatable to like someone could feel like, all I want is you, like, I want to go to the beach. Or yeah. all I want is you is, like, I want some significant other. Like, Kick it could off be, the like, summer, like anything. I said. Like, yeah. You know? So I, I like those, like, relatable lyrics, and I feel like that's what I got out of that. So. I love it, track. It's, yeah. it's a great track, man. And this Thank one, you. you did a great job, too. I know much you love your FX as well. Yeah. Um, because, like, like I said, everything about this song, composition-wise, is really, really strong. Thank you. So I want to acknowledge you for that one, because that one, you Appreciate did a great it. job. Now, late July, you really brought your A game here with Reflections. Ah, uh, yeah. With Jenny Potts. Yeah. So, something that I've noticed with your music, James, and with a lot of producers, but particularly you, you have this archetype mm-hmm. that you follow, sort of your pillars of your music. Like, I know it's an aligned track, but it's yeah. different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, sure, this one kind of has some second thought structure, so to speak. Yeah. But it is not the same song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely different. So, like I said, I, I hear the archetype there, but there's a different feel, so many different textures, lots of organic sounds in this one I noticed yeah. as well. Yep. What are some of those sounds you were using? How are you sampling them? How did you think about that track compared to other ones? Um, that track, um, so Second Thoughts and Desires were yeah. a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more housey. Yeah, not, true. Not like traditional 125 or 126 or 120 house music. Yeah. like... Four on the floor. Yep. Around one sixteen, like mid tempo house. Yep. Um, and reflections. I still wanted to take that four on the floor, but I was like, I want to slow it down and do like a chill mm-hmm. out like house beat. Yes. Like, you did. There is some of that, but there's not that much of it out there. I felt like, and I just I like being from Chicago, like both of us, like we love house music. We and like I, to move th- on the dance I floor. Like, yeah. And who doesn't love that, like, a four-on-the-floor beat? Like, oh, like, God. You know, that just attracts... It's like rock and roll, crowd, yeah. You know? Of course. That's why, like, house stages don't necessarily, at a festival, have to have, like, visuals or lights with them. People yep. just, like, generate to that. Yeah. That, like, That's so true. So, um, I wrote that song on an airplane on my way to Denver last year, right, uh, again, also before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, or at least, like, the, the structure of it, for mm-hmm. the most part with that idea in mind of like a slower house beat. Um, and I just had like, I had like some of those marimba like plucks that I have at the beginning of the there song. There were like some birds and shit in this yep. one. Yep, and then yeah, I got a lot of cool like like weird Foley textures. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Also from Splice and from other spots on the internet. Um, and it's like, I just think it's cool, again, going back to like the, re- the relatable feeling <clears throat> in music of yeah. like this, like, it's cool to strike a chord, excuse the pun, it's cool to strike <laughs> a chord with, <laughs> with someone when it's like, this feels familiar, or I under, like, I, like, it resonates with you in Absolutely. some way, like, you don't necessarily have to put a, a word to it, but if you have, like, a feeling, like, this reminds me of a feeling I felt when I was somewhere, like, if some of those little Foley textures, like, birds, or, like, like uh, wind chimes yep. or something like that. I mean, some of that, some of those like to me nostalgic textures. Absolutely. In a song can like summer in the Midwest. Yeah. Those type summer of in the Midwest. Yeah, there you go. Summer anywhere. Summer and, anywhere, uh, baby. I I think adding that stuff can be like um, sometimes for me can make a break a track of like wow like I there are tracks that I've listened to because 
there's a really cool little piece in the last like 15 seconds mm-hmm. and I just like wow I love that part so I'm gonna listen to the whole track again until I get to that part and just like yeah love that last part and then I'll run it back like, <laughs> so I I just felt like it was cool um, I know actually now that I'm thinking about it I remember in the last interview <clears throat> I talked about Bonobo a lot yep your um, older brother loved him he yeah he did and he um, Bonobo uses all these weird textures and like like kind of things like blowing in the wind and like mm-hmm. it just like makes you think of something and that can be different for a lot of people Absolutely. so I felt like that was a cool idea to kind of start integrating to my music so. very visceral Bonobo's yeah. music right yeah absolutely I certainly hear a lot of like elements of that sort of authenticity and, and just the organic, yeah, organic. Feel of music. yeah definitely yeah I, I think his stuff's probably a little bit more moody than mine um, yeah oh so, yeah so probably a little darker but um, I just love like those ideas that he's got and he also pulls in a lot of like house ideas too so yeah I'm a big fan of that. you think he's still one of your biggest influences yeah, I would say so. I spent like all day Sunday listening to him actually, but um, <laughs> I I just I feel like people who I'm really influenced by right now are people that are like really small. Some of them are smaller than me, but mm-hmm. they're like huge influences on me right now. That's so, awesome. Um, and not to say I'm like really big or something, but like sure, um, artists that are smaller than me are like whoa that song like there's a group right now called Wake the Wild and they've released with Lowly a couple times too. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I found them on my Spotify when I was driving and I was like, wow, that song is sick. So I just like kept replaying it and saved it without even looking at who it was. When I put out a song on Lowly, they put one out and then I really liked their that new song that they put out. Yeah. So I like followed them and went through some of their music and that first song that I found on my drive was theirs and then I so now I just have been running them back all the time and they're like you know they have less monthly listeners and followers and stuff than me but I think they're a three person like kind of band mixed Mm -hmm. with electronic and they I love that I love like what they're doing right now so so I think it just depends on like who's uh who's making what right now you know yeah anyone can be like incredibly influential if they're making like something crazy gosh and sometimes the most talented musicians aren't even in music sometimes or they're so small and they just do it for the love yeah yeah definitely so that's awesome you discovered them okay so i did yes absolutely now we go from reflections Mm -hmm. and then you pitched a fastball to me and i hit it in left field and you fucking caught it because we had some left field come here with it come (laughs) it goes in waves bro like this is this was like when it came out i was like oh sweet like this has got to be that perfect Not like what you thought. exactly because <laughs> you've collabed with Enzo and Bluka. Yep. Have you made a track before them before this with both of them? Uh, yeah, but we so Enzo and Bluka and I have made a lot of tracks together, but released I guess. Never released any of the others yet. Okay. Um, but that was the first one that we decided to put out. Yeah. Because um, this is it's a it's like, I mean the coolest part to me is knowing you three like as producers yeah it's so special when you hear a collaboration track knowing people's styles yeah and hearing the little bits and pieces that at least i think from my chair like what you did what mike might have done what mm. luca might have done yeah and this track is so fucking good dude yeah like I, that's why it's thank special you, by the way. thank you like because like we get sounds of everybody mm-hmm what was sort of your involvement? How did this one come together? Like, where was the aligned spice? Mm-hmm. 
what was the process like for you guys? Because I know you're all good friends. Yeah. Um, that track came out of a production session at Enzo's house. Mm -hmm. And it was like... It was like the end of the weekend. And we had a bunch of other things that we had been working on that would be much more like what you would expect us to make, the three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, it sound, it's a lot more upbeat, um, a lot more up-tempo, has like clear distinctions of like, that's Enzo, that's Bluka, and that's a line. Yes. Then at the end of the weekend, like late, like late Saturday, like I think we started that track like, I don't know, early hours of the morning, I think. And we're, we were like, let's just make something like super chill. Yeah. Like, like, like a Zen kind of song. Yes. It's very Zen-y. And, uh, that's how it started. Um, we just started playing with some weird, like, I remember we had like some weird sample that we pulled off Splice and we were like, we each were taking turns like fucking around with it. Nice. And then, um, we just started getting this weird beat. Um, Bluka has some like amazing, like synth samples in there. I like took turns taking the things that Bluka played on his synth and chopping them up and rearranging them. So there's like very particular spots in the song where I like I hear Bluka's thing, but I, <laughs> I I know that that was like what I arranged. Where your your question was, where is like the aligned piece of that? Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to hear where they were coming from too. Yeah, I I think we all just wanted we we were like tired of hearing like like a a banging bass drum or a kick yeah. drum, you know, yeah. and banging bass in your ear all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So we were like, let's do something really relaxed and like something really different. I think it's like one of the most unique things I've been part of. It's so um, cool, man. I, I, it was, I had fun. I mean, the being with three people in a studio when you just take turns like that, or you're like, you know, if someone's driving and you're like, wait, hold on. I hear this. Like, just make those changes really quick. Like, the ideas just go so fast because if you're over their shoulder telling them what to do or they're doing it to you, it might trigger something for you or for them. Absolutely. So the it's just a fast process like with the three of us and it's we are also really good friends so it works out really well. It's like You had a good really time fun. with this track then. Yeah, so yeah, late night session turned into something cool and then we just kept working on it back and forth. Went back to Enzo's a couple more times and at that point we had kind of the structure of it there so we were like, all right, let's do it. So, That's awesome, man. Yeah, pitched it to uh, Susquan, which is the sub-label of Wakan, which is Liquid Strangers' label. And, uh, yeah, put it out with so them. So sick. So, yeah, thanks. It's great track. Special track. Yeah, it's fun. I look forward to hearing that one live on a proper sound system. Yeah, it's... Because it's not bass like, in your face, but... It's I got some bass in it. I, it's, I like that it's slowed down. I like yeah. the percussion in it. Um, yes a lot I'm like, it's got some good breaks in there dude and like yeah those breaks and samples and like the slowdowns and stuff that happen I'm just a big fan of all that so yeah. it turned it, out nicely it's awesome and, and one thing I asked you about before we got on air is like it's a lot different like you said to work with just one other producer in the studio but yeah. when you get three people in a studio yeah, yeah. it can be make or break but oh, it sounds yeah. like you guys you all turned into one brain yeah uh, <clears throat> I think all of our styles are like pretty different but not so far off that we can't find this like middle ground that we, we can all right. move forward on. Right. So, um, you know, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of times where like any of us three add something and then the other two are like, ah, 
<laughs> like there's a lot of those. So you know what? Maybe three people is good because two people can veto. And it's yeah. a tiebreaker. Yeah, and I've been vetoed. <laughs> I have vetoed. Like, you know, it's just it's like the regular yeah. ebb and flow of, of, that is of so a funny. work session. And it's working with the two of them, just real quickly, has made me like a way better producer. Like I I have noticed like massive changes in my production, like just since I mean we we've been working together for a while now. It's been like probably over a year where we've been doing these sessions periodically for like a weekend at a time. Yeah. Um, but just the, everyone brings something really different to the table and I've learned a lot from them. So that's helped, awesome. It's helped a lot too. Good so, for you, man. Good yeah. for you. Those are talented guys too. Yeah, Shout out to Inzo and Bluka. Yeah. They both definitely are very talented. They are. Okay. So most recent release. Uh, when I'm with you. When I'm with you, yeah. Do I have to remind you? You look yeah, like you. I, I was thinking about. <laughs> you blanked out there for a I second. I was thinking about the new one that's coming out. <laughs> that's so, true. We do yeah. have some exciting things to talk about, but I do want to talk I'm about. I'm distracted this one too. with like yeah the other stuff that's upcoming. But you got a lot yes. of exciting stuff. When I'm with you, uh, came Martina out Lynn this fall. Yeah, Martina Lynn. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> basically, uh, so that also came about in a weird way. I was that was supposed to be a collab between me and another artist who I'm not going to say because we're still going to probably collab at some point. Okay. Um, but he makes a very similar style to me, mm -hmm. this guy. And I was like, I, we just like, you know, talk on this discord server all the time. And I was like, we should collab. Like you, your sound and my sound are like right in the same path. That's awesome. So we were going to do that. I made this for him. The idea at least um, sent it over to him and then started making the drop and it was taking a different turn and I was like, I feel like this isn't the right move for us. That happens. So then I was building it out more. My friend manages Martina Lynn and she's been like trying to, she's working with some other uh, artists but she's been trying to put out more like of her music and be sure. featured on stuff. So I was, sure. I pitched it over to them. She started singing on it and an another quick one like Becca couple takes and then we we're good to go so yeah i yeah. mean it's honestly that's released it's my favorite align track thank you Appreciate i think so cool. i think that's actually cool that you told the story in that way too because <clears throat> it's almost like for you when you make your music i know you put yourself sort of in a, a mental space where like where could this be played how am i feeling right now yeah but you definitely. actually put yourself in the mind of another producer how can yeah. you work with this yeah definitely which is a little bit different for you very and uh, I also was I was telling you how, like I bought a guitar and I've been like yeah. incorporating those samples. I was playing with this like really spaced out guitar and then like had like this weird soundscape going and then started writing chords off of that mm -hmm. that one long soundscape. Right. And that's kind of like where that whole thing originated. But but yeah, it, it was originally for for him and then um, ended up just lending itself better to vocals and then yeah so she sang over it and it turned out really well it's dope man it's yeah. it's got incredible energy layering and again memorable vocals yeah so. thank you yeah she and that's another thing um i have laughed about this with some of my friends uh i never i never give input on vocals <laughs> of like what they should sing about yeah because i don't feel that i i'm not a lyricist so i'm not here to tell a story um but yep. uh she and plenty of other singers and this is not a knock on singers at all yeah by any means 
this is just an observation of a yeah. lot of the people that have sang on my stuff. And yeah. A couple other songs coming out are similar. Yeah. Are all very, like, relationshipy and, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like people, like, like kind of longing for somebody, yeah, which is yeah, a very yeah. relatable thing. Back to the relatable. Absolutely. Um, relatable aspect of things. And I, I, I'm not knocking it for any reason, but like one time someone was like, are you writing these lyrics? Like, I was like, no, I just like give the instrumental yeah. over usually and they like write to that. But yeah. Are you okay? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like that. I was like, I'm not writing these, but I do. I, I mean, I, and I would of course like ask them to tweak it if I felt that, um, I wanted to tweak the story, but it's, I usually look at this as like the, singer's story to tell mm-hmm. and i'm providing like this atmosphere or or like rhythm for them to do it over so yeah martina i thought did a really good job absolutely she's man. really really young i think she'll probably be very successful she's got a ton of tiktok followers she's like got like half a million tiktok followers really yeah can and she put that like song up for you? trying to yeah she put it she posted it on tiktok and stuff and she's uh starting to build up her spotify and youtube and stuff but she's like 18 are we too old for tiktok no we're not I go on it, like, all the time. So oh, I'm on it. Yeah. I'm watching it. I posted a couple of videos. They didn't do so well. You know what my TikTok so Maybe we are too old for it. I've somehow made it onto the, um, well, not surprising, the Golden Retriever TikTok. Okay. Love yeah, Golden Retrievers. Sure. Uh, cheese TikTok, I think it's due to my girlfriend. Okay. So it's pretty good life so far, obviously, Golden Retrievers and TikTok. Yep. Um, but it's so addictive. It is. It's just the instant, the infinite instant scroll. And it's a double, it's a double edged sword because it's given people the ability to create that don't have like the means sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I definitely have seen like, there's so many funny people in the world, man. And they're just, you just don't know who they are. Yeah. And those people are getting their voices heard and those people are having, I mean, there's stuff I've like never thought about that I've seen on TikTok of like wow, that's really funny. I never even thought about it. Like, yeah, or it's something like that's that. so incredibly like, relatable to your life and you send it to your friends and then you're like, that's oh, you, motherfucker. Every time I'm on TikTok, I'm DMing stuff to oh, my friends. Oh, you're like, too, look at this shit. Like, Dude, I literally, when it comes down to it, James, like, I always compare like music nowadays. Yeah. I think it, you can kind of divide it into a few separate categories, but I divide it as something that I heart on my Spotify and I save. Yeah. Something that I heart and I add to a playlist. Something that I heart add to a playlist and text to a friend. Yeah. And if I'm texting it to a friend, that means that there's something that immediately connects with me. Yeah. And I believe in the world we live in, an oversaturated market in so many different ways, and overstimulation, right? If people trust when something comes to them through their inner circle. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, oh... It's got to be good if this person... If I, it was targeted to me on Instagram, like, I don't believe that shit. They were listening to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. YouTube ad, whatever But I feel like be. if they get it from their friend, they're like, oh, oh this has to be... They, they thought I would like this, so I'm definitely going to give it a listen. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Or, like, sometimes, like, in repetition, it's kind of how, like, how you have to remember someone's name. Like, you know, we have day jobs. It's tough to remember everybody's name. Oh, yeah. But when you see their name on email or through yeah. text or yeah. whatever it might be, there's sort of that recognition. And then it comes down with that. And I think that's what I'm kind of realizing or trying to, like, teach myself. What sort of content or music can I make or anything that I put out? Are people going to want to share? Yeah. yeah. Text their friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know one that I really like that you did? Just a sidebar. Go ahead. Fast. Uh, the one with John Curley and... Um, the panel? The panel. Mm-hmm. Love that one. 
so informative. God. I feel like I learned. Such bad timing for a how to throw an event. Throw an event. <laughs> Dude, you know what? Two I, weeks later, yeah. When I listened to that was like beginning of quarantine when I was like doing at home workouts. Yeah. Um, but I like listened to that and I was like, this is a great fucking podcast. Like, oh, I know, man. I think I sent that to a few people too. So there we go. But I appreciate case in that. Point of like, you know, you want to make something that's like sent around. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I texted that to a few friends that I was like, this is this is a good listen. Of like, I'm definitely gonna bring that back, and it's funny you brought that up because I was gonna involve. Also, you I love John more. Curley. John Curley's a shout man. out John Curley. Shout yeah. out Paradigm Events. Um, but that's I, I miss that a lot. Yeah, and I that is that is what I try and think about. I try and think about content that I would want to see so yeah. that I have fun making it. Sure. And I also try and think about like, is this make a, an impact on someone positively? Yeah. Can you learn something from this? Is it going to make you smile? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely listen to podcasts to come out with something. I listen to... Um, yeah. I listen to a lot of my news on podcasts. I'm not going to say which news source I can see because... <laughs> don't I, you dare get political like on so Sherman the Booth. <laughs> I don't want to make anybody mad one side or the other. Um, We're neutral here. Yeah. I'm, I, this is Chicago. I do consider myself very, just politically speaking, very So do I. But, yeah, so do I. Um, I uh, I listened to um, How I Built This, which is all Oh, I've heard good things about that. I've gone down such a rabbit hole of that, <laughs> and um, I, like, I just, like, if I'm going to listen to news or listen to a podcast or something, first of all, I don't want, like, a bunch of bullshit. Like, I don't want to listen to some, like, crazy opinion or, like, some arguing or something like that. I just don't fuck with that. I, like, if someone's got some basic news where they're going to give you an equal opinion of both sides, I'd prefer to listen to that instead of, like, some crazy, like, we think this is happening. Like, I don't... So it has to be worth your time for a podcast. But also for, like, if I'm listening to it, I also would like to take something away from it. Yeah. Like, this is an actual, like, fact of, like, something I learned. So going to, like, how I built this, it's, like, these guys that built Chipotle and Tom's and all these crazy companies of, like look at how they got here and that's like how it actually happened mm-hmm. uh, that stuff is like you like come away learning something from that because yeah like, you know it's cool i, I feel like to, i love that shit to too. take your ear uh like to actually put it in your ears and listen for a while it's got to be worth you know really yeah. worth your time and everything there is gotta there come are, away with something absolutely so, yeah. there are a lot of like psych- psychological studies about listening to podcasts it kind of makes you feel like you're in the room with them almost mm-hmm. and you feel more invested in uh, the conversation yeah it's almost like when you read a book or at least when i try and read a book yeah i like read the page and i'm like thinking about other things and i'm like what the fuck did i just read i gotta yeah. read this page again yeah but with podcasts i yeah. feel like i'm there in the conversation yeah definitely i love that i love uh just hearing what happened and how it happened and i like how like how brief podcasts can be of course it's like an hour at times but they like segmented the right way where it's like I'm just getting what I need here and then usually yep. that's why I'm going to a podcast is like I don't want the five hour version or I don't want like yeah, all, yeah, these yeah. To, all the fluff to something I would just like to know what I should know and mm-hmm. what's what's relevant so god that reminds me of spark notes remember spark notes oh yeah I lived that's how spark I got through notes. middle school I think that's how I got through a lot of school <laughs> thank god we had the internet bro Wasn't <laughs> I was not a good student <laughs> me so. neither <laughs> that's why we're in music and we have <laughs> That's why we have a yeah. sales-based job. <laughs> Dude, yeah. We were better at talking. Yeah, music was uh, music was also why I did poorly in college, <laughs> second half of college, but uh, oh, man. I was the big spark noter in, in 
But mom and dad are so proud of us. Yeah. Look at us. And I'm fine with that. And I'm fine with that. Hey, cheers to that, my man. Cheers. Give me some. (laughs) (laughs) We really are nice guys. We swear. Okay, but (laughs) one of the main reasons we're here today, right now, when this episode is airing, you have a song coming out. Yes. Today, bro. Yep. On the Edge. Yep. You sent me this one. I don't even know how to describe it. It's <laughs> Good. awesome. That's what I want. Yeah. Why self-release? Yeah. How long has this one been ready to go? Yeah. And what's the story behind it? Okay. Um, I know, and you have self-released a lot, but I'm curious. I have self-released one. a lot. Um, okay. So I'll start with how this came about. Mm-hmm. I am, it's no secret that most people are like slowly working towards building an album. Right. Um, I'm building towards an album, so secret's out if it was one. <laughs> it's not that crazy. It's probably going to be like five years, but Whatever. it takes a long time to gather that amount of music. So, like, and you want to, you're a storyteller too. Right. So and it has to be right. I can't put out like 12 moderate songs of like, yeah, yeah it's okay. They're all okay. None of them were a, a, a hit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put this, I started writing this as like an idea of like, this could be, I wrote some chords and I just put like a beat to it. And uh, I liked the like, again, four on the floor, back to the Chicago house thing. Yep. Also mid-tempo. This one's like actually slower than mid-tempo. It's like 95 BPM. Mm-hmm. So it's slow. Um, and I like put those chords together and it felt like something you could like walk to. Like you could like stride to. Like it's not like a running song. It's not a sleeping song, but it's like you could like walk in the street to this thing. Yes. And when you said to me, I was. Yeah. Perfect. And I will hop yeah. on my step there and there was slush and snow on the ground. So yeah, good work there. Yeah. Slush and snow. <laughs> um, so that's like kind of how it started. And I was just kind of tinkering with it of like, this will be an album idea. This could be like, okay. a, like, you know, fifth song on the album kind of thing. Like it could sit in the middle somewhere. It's worthy of that. Not the number one or like closing song of the album, but could sit in the middle. Right. Kept working on it. Kept working on it. Um, and I, I don't know if we're going to get to this, but I have an EP coming out soon too. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to squeeze one more single in. Um, and we just decided like, let's pump one out real quick. Yeah. And like, I had this idea going and then I was just one night kind of sitting there, um, resampling things and like running co- chords through, uh, certain plugins mm-hmm. and then printing that to audio in the tra- in the in Ableton mm-hmm. and then putting more effects on that and making that trying to see if I could like make that the lead synth I would like keep adding something else to it and like going deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. like what if this is the main synth like that would be a Ooh, weird, that would be a weird sound kept getting better like, and better and better so then I just kept playing with it I've been listening to a lot of Flume lately too uh. and Flume's got so many crazy weird sounds and uh like just his like bluntness of like being experimental was just something I was like, uh, let's give it a shot. Like yeah. I think a lot of my stuff is pretty like safe music to put out. I don't I don't like it's fair to say. have like crazy electronic music. Um, so I was like, let's try something a little bit different. So this for me, I felt like, and some people will say it's not different at all. It sounds just like you. I felt like at least production style was a lot different. So mm-hmm. this came about of me just like honestly experimenting taking something that i thought was just going to be a part of an album and then realizing 
this is, I like this. I'm like, I think this is a cool way to try and see if other people do too, but I like it because I discovered something new in the studio that I hadn't been normally doing. So I want to put it out as a single. And then okay. we were like, let's do it. Let's just ship it. I got Zach Davis does all my artwork. He, he made a cool, like very fitting cover for it. Mm-hmm. I felt, and, uh, yeah, we just packaged it up and You're excited about this one. Then. Yeah, I am definitely. I'm excited because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <with this>. like, <laughs> I don't know if people are going to like it or not like it, but yeah. I'm excited because I like it and it'll either verify something or show me that I have something that I can refine because I'm not going to just walk away from like new sounds that I found, Yeah. but I know that I can then, okay, maybe that part didn't work, but there's something in there that I can salvage and bring into one of my next tracks. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that was a perfect description and, it stuck out to me right away. And yeah, like I said, it has the archetype of a line. Yeah, you definitely. Know, we got the king of chords here and there. <laughs> but it is definitely different for you. Yeah. And I really, really like it, man. Yeah, thank you. This is gonna this thank is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a, a, a just a, a variation of your incredible catalog. Thank you. Something yeah. that you can come, ta- come back to personally as well. Yeah, and uh, also it was different. It was new for me. Um, this was the first full track I made in Ableton and am releasing. I've been prior prior to this producing all my music in Logic. Mm-hmm. Logic and Ableton are just different production softwares, and yeah. uh, it's a very different way of like it's like painting on a different canvas. It's like yeah. a whole different type of like it's like painting on a black canvas versus a white canvas or something yeah. like that. Like it's like it's the same thing you're doing the same things. Yeah. It's just laid out differently. It feels different. And there's a lot of different, the workflow is totally different, you know? So, uh, for me, it was a lot of different, like small accomplishments behind the scene mm-hmm. for me, like personally. Yeah. Which is <laughs> and, important. Uh, but I also felt like it was like at the level that I was comfortable with for it to go out there. I could nitpick it for like five more weeks if I wanted to, but that thing had been done for like, an hour before I submitted it to release distribution. No like, way. You ask how long it had been done for. I was working on that thing until like <laughs> I decided like this is done now and I'm I'm like packaging it with the artwork and it's going to the stores to be like submitted for Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. So oh my gosh. Was not sitting on this one for six months. Did not get everything about the track is unlike you personally then. Yeah, it is. Which I think is like kind of which is I think maybe why I'm excited about it. Is yeah. Like, and maybe a little nervous about it because <laughs> I usually send my tracks to a lot of people and make sure I have a lot of legitimately good feedback. I send my songs to certain people where I know they're going to be like, eh, I have a lot of people that'll be like, it's good, but it's not like this could use more work. And yeah. I've had plenty of people say, to be honest, this is not your best song. And I, that's why I send it to them because I don't want to just ship something out there and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it's got like... Gotta get some ears on it. Yeah, so... This one, I did a lot less of that, and but I felt very confident in it, so I was like, I'm going to go out on a whim here, and I really only, I sent it to some people before I submitted it up, but I really only sent it out to a lot of people after it had already been submitted for Spotify <laughs> and everything, so I like sent it out, and I was like, I hope people like it, because if they don't, it's just out, like it's going to yep. come out, and that's it, so. Awesome. So, yeah, but it was like. Good a, for you. Yeah. Going outside so. your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Hell yeah. fucking yeah. Now, you mentioned a, an EP. Uh, can you tell us anything about that? Yeah. Five more tracks, just like Intertwined. Um, it's going to be called Vista, and it's coming out with Lowly Palace. 
or just lowly now, I guess. And uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of stuff with them lately. Um, I guess most of my last, or like the Becca Kruger song, um, When I'm With You, mm. uh, a couple others I've, I've been doing with Loli. So I have all of it signed to them. I'm going to release a couple singles off of that with them. And, Huge. Uh, yeah. I'm very Those don't know, Loli is, is an incredible yeah. channel, think, yeah. medium. Yeah. I mean, their YouTube following is insane. Yes, it is. Um, and YouTube well, they have like twenty eight million between like two channels or something like that I mean, or more. I don't know. They like Chill Nation itself has like ten million. Trap Nation has even more, and Lowly Lowly handles those channels. So, those guys have been so cool, and girls that work there too. Are There's, they United States based? Uh, yeah, there a lot of them are in L.A. and New York. I think they maybe have some departments potentially in in other areas. But, right. But yeah, the 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 guys directly that I've worked with there and the girls that I've worked with there directly have all been super, super, super cool and supportive mm-hmm. and uh, very, very helpful and happy to always support my tracks. And the Becca Kruger one was the first one I did with Loli. So when I had this whole EP pretty much wrapped up, um, it just made sense to pitch to them. So And they were there about it, so here we go. But... But yeah, On the Edge is like our, our last final single push before getting the EP out there. It's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm thank so you. excited to see this next chapter unravel for you. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm excited too. Really, really exciting stuff for Hopefully you. Hopefully it doesn't just fizzle out. No, <laughs> come on now, James. I think it's going to be a good year for you, yeah, man. Yeah, i hoping and Thinking so. about 2021, the building blocks, everything you did in 2020. Looking at the next couple of years... You were talking about an album. What's like? What can we expect from you? I mean, here's yeah. the thing. Let's let's give you a, another level here because you've been verified on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I know you're humble about that. Yeah. But it's deserved. Thank you. You're recognized as one of the biggest artists here in the Midwest. One of the biggest growing artists here in the United States. You've got a great sound. You're confident in what you're doing. Like you've got a brand you're building, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I know you're a humble guy again, but like I know you have big plans. Yeah. What's in the back of that head that you can tell us about right now? Um, right. It's all happening. It's yeah, all I happening. Mean, I I do feel like uh, we're on the brink of like some things that I've been hoping would happen for a while, and I'm happy to like be putting this EP out with the label and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, plans right now. I'll, First, I'll just talk about like creatively. Yeah. I want to try like some different things. That was part of what I was getting at with On the Edge. Mm-hmm. I want to just try some things that don't just straight up sound like the last 10 songs that I've put out. Okay. So I'm trying, and I am like currently doing it right now. I've been trying to blend some different styles. I was working with one of my buddies the other day. He makes folk music. And I'm figuring out how. Let's go. Yeah. He's got a. Uh, a Spotify profile too, David Probst, if anyone wants to listen to folk music. Okay, dude. Um, and I'm trying to figure out, like, how can I integrate, like, something... And I know there is some stuff out there. It's not like I would be the first person charting this territory of, like, making, f- like, folk and electronic. I mean, Avicii, wake me up, right? Yeah, exactly. Would you it's say, like, country on one level, that's kind of the idea of what you're going for? Maybe not that fast, but, yeah. like, the or fusion? Yeah, or even, like, I guess... Now that you even said Avicii, that just like made me think of Maggie Rogers. Like, yeah, okay. She is like another uh, mixing like dance music with, uh, and I guess I didn't even think about that the other day when I was working with David. But I am like actively 
trying to do some things that I've never done before, like blend that. And also like I'll like work with a rapper. Like like do I wanna like start doing some things that I haven't yes. done before and like like try some different styles of beats. Um so that's one. Just like for me too, also because I get a lot of enjoyment out of like I could write the same whatever. I could write the same song like I wrote with Becca Kruger a million times with different chords and a little bit of a different beat. Right. And it's just going to sound exactly... I can write 55 of those and put them all out. And they're, all and gonna, they're gonna, gonna be great, but how much fun is that for you to a certain extent? Right? Yeah, and like how, how much are people gonna be like, oh yeah, it's another song he made. It's not that... It's like sounding exactly like the, the last one. So yeah, okay. I want to try some different things like that. Um, I have some good ideas in my mind of my live show. So my live show is scheduled for last May mm-hmm. and has been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. It's going to be rescheduled for this upcoming October. Okay, that's going to go down. Yes, I'm end of October. Jesus, like. last interview I said I'd be front row. Yeah, well I hope you are this I time. Am I'll make de- sure you're there. No, I'll be backstage. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, yeah. I yeah. will be front row. <laughs> backstage, I love that. Um, but I have some things I've like never done um, that I'm very excited about trying. I'm building out this whole live set and I'm like breaking up a lot of songs and like redoing a lot of old songs that are like very, like, like just exactly what I was saying. Songs that are, don't hit that threshold of like, that is too muddy. Or that's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm redoing a lot of those specifically just for the live set. So mm-hmm. I'll never re-release that, but if you come to the show, you can hear like a way amped up, cleaner, louder version of this song that sounds probably different than the recording on SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple Music Sound. Hell yes. So I'm doing a lot of stuff like that and trying to trying to break up like and make like VIP edits of the Jenny Potts song that you were talking about earlier. I have like a bass house edit of that that I'm working on right now. Let's go. Um, so I'm trying like a lot of different things like that to like, first of all, for me, just like explore different territories that I haven't gone into for music. Dude, I probably shit my pants right here. Bass out at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show it to you later. Fog, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so a lot of things like that are what I'm really interested in right now. The live show is really on my mind a lot. Um, That's awesome. Along with some other like You're potential upcoming festivals pending COVID uh, kind of going away but yeah those things are on my mind of like what's the next thing to like really get people's attention because i think when COVID's over everybody's going to be looking for an outlet and like something to do and everyone that creates content is going to be just throwing content at people so it's like how can i differentiate myself right now so yeah i mean building up the live set yeah getting ready to uh you know, start talking to people about hopefully doing tours, things like that. Like when this stuff spins back up, that's that's where my head's at. You're so. gonna be ready to go. Planning on it, so we'll see what happens. I hope I, I hope I am ready, but you will be ready. Yeah. You still so. a good DJ? I don't know. We're gonna find I think out. Last time I because we're doing a live stream together. <laughs> Sherm back to back. I'm working on yeah. my promotion skills. How does it sound? Come on, dude. Uh, February 27th, <laughs> Sherm back-to-back line, live on Rooftop Drops. Rooftop Drops. We are, we're going to see. He is, he's, he's a very good DJ. I'll, can I tell a quick story about when we got too drunk on a weeknight and I got a noise complaint? Yeah, please. Yeah, we got too drunk on a weeknight and I got a noise complaint. <laughs> one, Wednesday night or something? It was a Wednesday night. <laughs> we got some drinks over here at the Virgin Hotel, Cerise Rooftop. Came back, DJed. 
uh, had the microphone out and we were uh, pretending like it was a Concord show and we were going back to back. Oh, yeah. We told... Uh, Yelling at the non-existent crowd. Yep, so put your yeah. fucking hands up. Yeah. Well, you know, who put their hands up and called the front desk. Yeah. My neighbors. We put our hands up. We put our hands up. We were security hiding. came to the yeah. door. <laughs> you know, it was so loud they knocked on the door. Then I got a call. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I think your phone was ringing first. And yep. then they started knocking on the door after yeah. we were like DJing so loud. But well, I was in the middle of a transition, so they need to be a little more respectful. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. We're, that's just, it is what it is. I'm, I'm proud of it. We still had fun. We had a great night. Yeah. Some, sometimes it just plays out that way. <laughs> they end your night and you just gotta, you just gotta accept the loss and walk out. Oh but, man. And but it's... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm excited for the back to back. That'll be fun. That's going to be a great time. I haven't time. DJed in a long time, but, uh, I think I still got some of my jobs. I get, like, I'm, I don't get nervous for live streams, but I'm like, so like, I doubt myself cause I'm like. Who's watching? What yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a weirder feeling. Like it's that sucks. live stream we did together at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, the Hang at Home Fest? Yeah, that was, that was really fun, actually. Yeah, that was super cool. Because that, was, that like, was the beginning of the live streams. Yeah, and also we did that um, for anyone who's watched a lot of live streams. A lot of them are pre-recorded. And I, I don't think most people know that. And yeah, um, I think a lot of people are finding that out now because mm-hmm. a lot of artists will post... Uh, picture or like a, yep. a like Coming a soon. quick video of their live stream and yeah. then the live stream airs and now I've been reading the comments and all these people by now have realized it but yeah. I don't think a lot of people knew that at first and we were like that was the first live stream that like yeah. I was even aware of happening totally. and we literally did it live <laughs> Like we Nobody stopped. knew what we were doing, really. We were like, <laughs> we all right, like, we are going to share one Twitch channel. Yeah. You log out, I'll log in. I can't believe we did that. Like, we, we made it work. ran it like a show. And then I realized after the fact, like, oh, of course they all record it. Because if so anything much. went wrong, that would have been a shit show. And somehow we all, we had like eight people DJ. Dude. And it worked out. But that was super fun. And I was like just as nervous for that as I was before a lot of the shows that I've I was before. nervous too. I was like really nervous. And I was like. You were, it was you and then Alex Kislov, then me. Yep. And I was like, when it was you, I was watching and I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> I like went so nervous. hard. Dude. Yeah, you did. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I literally, I'm pretty sure I like changed up my set a little bit after watching yours because I was like, I gotta throw more like house music now. Like, I cannot chill this thing out. So. I like started with a song and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna feel it out because I was like, all right, maybe I'll plan it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna yeah. freelance it. Yeah. Freelance it. Free ball it. Freelance it. Free, I freelance it. <laughs> and uh, it really was fun. Yeah, no, it was great. And I, I think it, I always thought that one was really cool because we actually played it like a live. Like, that was like you literally play a live show. Like, yes. One person's playing and the next person cycles on. And like, I totally agree. We were all like there at that second actually doing that from our apartments. And there was, that was like a bunch of, we there's like hundreds of people. Hey, we got thousands of dollars donated to frontline yeah. healthcare workers. Yeah. And That's I remember right. it was, I had my buddy right. with me and he was like, Hey, this person said this. And I'd be like, shout out to them. Thanks for yeah. donating. That was fun. Yeah. I remember donating to that thing. I, I, yeah, that was really cool. I, I got that through a friend from college and she's friends with one of the Indiana guys mm-hmm. who was setting that up. And she was, I like, like liked her post and she was like do you want to play on this and i was like yeah sure <laughs> and then they just threw me in at the end and i yeah. was like all right well that worked out nicely you're so a great addition that was really fun to do but gosh yeah. i know and and shout out to everybody who is watching live streams doing live streams you're, you're keeping the community alive yeah 
And you know what? When it comes down to it, like, we all miss the live shows, but the fact that we can all give each other the platform to do that yeah. is really special. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to keep it keep it going somehow. So, you know, if that, if that kind of floats the boat for people, then let's go with it. Fuck yeah. So... Well, I'm not surprised this was another fun interview. I had a blast. Thank you for asking me all these nice questions and making me feel I'm like I'm a thoughtful guy, James. Like I'm a nice big artist. You are a big artist. <laughs> big to me, man. Hey, thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you guys go check out his new song, On the Edge. Keep an eye out for everything else coming up on Lowly. I mean, this guy's got his head on straight and he's more motivated than ever. And I'm really excited to see what the future holds. So cheers to you, James. Cheers to you, man. Brother. Excited for your future as well. Hey. This whole setup. We're here. Yeah. We're enjoying it. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Cheers.